This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today, Twitter disbands its Trust and Safety Council. Tara Reid details being sexually assaulted by Joe Biden. And Cambridge Dictionary adds inclusive definitions of man and woman. Yay! I know you guys have all been waiting for that. I can't wait to share it with you. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and I am joined today by America's favorite cowboy, Chad Prather, mm. also host of the Chad Prather Show. Mm. Happy you're here. Happy to be here. Uh, also joined by the one and only legendary Pat Gray, host <laughs> of Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, you can find both of these gentlemen not only on Blaze TV, but make sure that you go subscribe to their audio podcasts as well. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Go do it. Give them a five-star rating while you're at it. Give them a review while you're at it. Just saying. It would be a nice Christmas present to them. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, want to, uh, I want to get into, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I want to get into uh, what's going on at Twitter. I feel like, gosh, it's just a saga every day. We have a new chapter of what has changed at Twitter. And you may be asking yourself, well, why is this a top story? It's a social media company. Well, because we're talking about uh, things like, you know, freedom of speech, speech suppression. Uh, Sometimes, uh, depending on what news surfaces, we're talking about the government literally colluding with the biggest, one of the biggest platforms of speech to suppress information uh, that could have possibly influenced elections. I mean, I say possibly, I mean actually influenced elections. So this is a big deal, what is going on at Twitter. Uh, Yesterday, of course, uh, Yoel Roth, we talked about the former head of trust and safety at Twitter, played a key role in suspending Donald Trump from the platform. According to an internal email, that trust and safety council was dissolved today. The council was about, it was comprised of like 100 independent civil rights leaders and advocates from around the world that advised the company on tackling hate speech and other harmful content. Uh, The letter reads, as Twitter moves into a new phase, we are reevaluating how best to bring external insights into our product and policy development work. As part of this process, we have decided that the the Trust and Safety Council is not the best structure to do this. Our work to make Twitter a safe, informative place will be moving faster and more aggressively than ever before, and we will continue to welcome your ideas going forward about how to achieve this goal. We will also continue to explore opportunities to provide focused and timely input into our work, whether through bilateral or small group meetings. I mean, I would say, if you're talking about a civil rights leader, at least in the context of America, you can just basically throw their opinion in the garbage because none of those people, I mean, if they're talking about hate speech and they're trying to alert any sort, sort of social media platform on hate speech, they should not have a spot at the table to talk at all about uh, what speech to suppress. 
I just love the name trust and safety because there was no trust <laughs> and there was no safety. <laughs> there was none of that. So it should be disbanded and go away and all of that stuff. Look, I get, you know, CNN came out and said that, what's his name? What's his name again? The Roth guy? who Yoel. They, Yoel. Mm-hmm. they said that, uh, you know, he's being threatened and he's whatever, getting dangerous messages or stuff because of this. Now, again, it's an unnamed source. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I get hate messages every mm-hmm. single day. Mm-hmm. I mean, threats, uh, people talking about my mother. Uh, some of them I agree with. But listen, <laughs> I, I still I get those messages every day. And it's like, I'm not worried about this guy's safety. And the difference between that guy, he, he, could, he could show everybody the so-called hate he's getting. Right. Right. Um, it, oh, you do it. I, I do, do it. it. I, we, every now and then we'll take a screenshot and say, these are such pleasant people. Yeah. Right? I don't ever see the other side doing so it. So that whole thing is a joke. Right. I don't care what kind of small groups you get into to talk about how to go forward and all of that. There's never any accountability. And ultimately, that is the problem with all of this. Mm -hmm. And we're showing there's never been any accountability. That's what the exposure of these emails and all of this information that's been kept in the mysterious shadows all along is all about. Mm -hmm. It is fascinating when they talk about, uh, you bring up a good point, Chad, when they talk about safety, because I do seem to, uh, I see kind of a a recurrence from the left that anytime you put their own ideas, their own writings, their own videos, you Mm -hmm. platform their own content where they are speaking for themselves or they are representing themselves, somehow they twist that to say, it's dangerous what you're doing. Take, for instance, libs of TikTok, right? Um, I've been accused of it as well for, you know, doing uh, what I'm doing, exposing all of these family-friendly drag shows, which we all know there is no such thing. And they turn it around and, I, and they say, this is dangerous. This is, this is, this is uh, jeopardizing the safety of these people. And it's like, well, I, I'm not doing that. This, I'm not saying anyone is, you know, should come after them or whatever. If they have a problem with their own content being put up and on display, perhaps they should rethink their life choices. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's such a great thing uh, that Elon Musk has taken control of this thing now and is disbanding these <laughs> dumbass committees that he's doing. <laughs> and uh, other than the eight bucks a month for the blue check mark, I pretty much love everything he's done up yeah. to this point. He's making Twitter almost tolerable Mm -hmm. but not quite but almost (laughs) tolerable and uh, at least he's providing a forum where americans can actually speak their minds and apparently people on the right now have a forum again Mm-hmm. It's it's been great so far. Yeah, I well, you know, you're talking about how great Elon Musk has been on this. If you ask Joe Scarborough over on MSNBC, he would actually say that Elon Musk is uh, very similar to Vladimir Putin oh, because they are both doing <laughs> illogical <laughs> things. This is quite the mental gymnastics you have to take here. Watch. Mm. I never thought at the end of the day that Putin would be illogical enough to go in to Ukraine. He did, right? And he keeps taking the country down a a, a rat hole. And so it it, it is disconcerting because he's acting every day against Russia's own self-interest. Losing 100,000 soldiers. In a much smaller area, (laughs) you you have a billionaire, uh, richest guy in the world. He Uh can afford to lose $44 billion. But again, What's the logic in playing to a small slice of conspiracy theorists? Who, wow. Who's he playing to? 
quite the But keep stretch. in mind, he's super conservative. Oh, right. Joe right. is all Republican. <laughs> I mean, he was a public Republican congressman. He's super, super conservative. Has he ever said a single conservative thing on that show? No, it's unbelievable. So. I don't think unbelievable. so. Unbelievable. Not to mention, I mean, that's just quite the stretch, though. It's like huge. I, it's like yeah. I, you are like Hitler because you're both white males. <laughs> like, uh, okay, but none of them have anything to do with the other. Yeah, I'm trying to make sense of MSNBC, no, no, that, and that's, they, that's they, the honestly, that's a bad. It was a bad little comparison yeah. he's trying to make there. You know, Vladimir Putin, what, what's the logic in going into Ukraine? <laughs> There's a lot of logic <laughs> in going into Ukraine. If you ask Vladimir Putin, yeah. uh, 100%, there's a lot of logic there. Uh, he's fulfilling the destiny of, of Catherine the Great and, and Peter the Great. He's, he sees himself as doing what they did, mm-hmm. the exact same thing, taking what he believes is his back. Uh, Elon Musk, on the other hand, is just saying, look, there's some people out there that have some ideas you don't like, and they've been suppressed. We're going to show... Elon Musk at no time has come out and said, listen, I agree with everything Donald Trump said. I agree with everything that every conservative, even a conspiracy theorist ever said. You know, Elon Musk isn't out there saying, yeah, you know, these guys, they were right on the money. No, he's just saying they have a right to be heard. They have a Mm -hmm. right to say what they want to say. even if it's a wild-out opinion or a theory, and you know we've talked about it before, conspiracy theories happen when there are gaps in the story. Mm-hmm. And so what you do is you fill in the gap and you say, well, maybe this is what happened because they're not telling us everything. So is that dangerous? I don't think it's dangerous. It might be cockamamied. Might be a little weird, uh, but you know if you keep purposefully giving us the gaps, mm-hmm. we're going to keep filling them in. What I think Elon Musk is trying to do is say, hey, let's let's fill in the gaps here, mm-hmm. right? Because these purposefully have been hidden from you, and it's okay for you to see them now. Yeah. Yeah. I this is like telling your kid, I can't use that as an analogy. Uh-oh. I was going to use a Christmas analogy with your children. Oh, but, you know, yeah. but it's like you, there's certain things that you, you, you say to your kids, just like, well, you don't need to know all of that, right? And this is what these people, these powers that be, whether it's Silicon Valley, these big wigs in, in social media and, and those platforms, or even mainstream media, they, mm-hmm. they're like, we have the keys, and we don't want to tell the kids what goes on behind the closed doors. Yeah. And Elon's just knocking the locks off. Uh, ain't that the truth. Um, so we covered this on the program the other day. Elon had tweeted out over the weekend, uh, my pronouns are prosecute slash Fauci. And uh, by the way, if you'd like to own that T-shirt, Prosecute Fauci, you can find it over at realwomensclub.com. Yeah, Prosecute Fauci. Uh, But so uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, the lovely, the wonderful, the esteemed, the probably the best White House press secretary we've ever had, Karine Jean-Pierre, was referencing those Prosecute Fauci uh, tweets. And she said that personal attacks on Dr. Fauci are disgusting, divorced from reality, and incredibly dangerous. Watch. These attacks, these personal attacks uh, that we have been seeing are dangerous uh, uh, on Dr. Fauci and other public health professionals as well. Uh, are, they are disgusting and they are divorced from, uh, from reality. And uh, we will continue to call that out and be very clear uh, about that. Again, these are incredibly dangerous, these personal attacks that we are seeing. This just goes back to what I was talking about. Mm. Incredibly dangerous, these personal attacks. What is dangerous about tweeting prosecute Fauci? Nothing. If, if you believe that he has lied and his lies contributed to millions of deaths, not just here but across the globe, why would you not say prosecute Fauci? How is that dangerous? It's 
it's not dangerous. They want they want something dangerous to happen. They want that in the worst way. And then they can say, right. see, mm-hmm. we told you that what they, what Elon Musk was doing was incredibly dangerous. We tried to tell you, uh, but it's not dangerous. It's uh, prosecute and Fauci. That's going to set somebody off right. to it's do like, what? <laughs> oh, no, take what? the proper steps in the legal system? Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. We didn't say hang him. Right. Like, prosecute him. Like, you know, you know jurisprudence here. Let's, let's take the necessary steps. Uh, this, but Sheila Jackson Lee, our great congresswoman from uh, Houston, you know, from, from Texas, said that from her verified sources now, various sources, that uh, words can break your bones. <laughs> she said these words. Yeah, she words did. can break your bones. So that's the reality. Talk about divorce from reality, yeah. to use mm-hmm. KJP's uh, rhetoric there. That must be what KJP was referring to. And I guess when they were talking about <laughs> uh, prosecuting Donald Trump, mm-hmm. and removing him from office and prosecuting him, mm-hmm. was that incredibly dangerous? Right. I don't remember them worry, being worried about that. Yeah. I ever. recall them holding protests where they had staged little fake guillotines where they pretended to chop off Donald Trump's head. And they took guillotines how many times to uh, Jeffrey Bezos' house Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. at Amazon just because he's a billionaire. Mm -hmm. They didn't really have anything on him, to my knowledge. They just hated him because he's rich. You remember all the time throughout history where they've burned political leaders in effigy? I mean, you know, (laughs) set him on fire, just build a little doll that looks like George W. Bush and set him on fire in the street. Listen, that that is that's the nature of the beast for crying mm-hmm. out loud. They just don't want that. You know, whatever happened to, is tarring and feathering? Is tarring and feathering is that is that uh, I, that's a pretty dangerous practice, I would say, but mm-hmm. it was practiced, you know, at times in our history. Yeah. Uh, that kind of talk, that kind of rhetoric. I know we're evolving every day in every way. We're becoming better and better, and then all of a sudden you see man's inhumanity to man and realize that we're not that great. Mm-hmm. And we're still going to at least talk about these things. But, you know, they're not talking about Remember when the guy shot Steve Scalise and other, you know, members of Congress mm-hmm. in baseball in baseball practice or, you know, outside Brett Kavanaugh's house or, mm-hmm. you know, when 150 people were arrested outside the Department of Interior on October, whatever that was, 14, a couple of years ago, in protest of, of Kavanaugh's thing. All these different things that are going on out there. It, it's, again, it, when they use that rhetoric, it's okay. Right. But when we do... It's, it's going to be inciting violence. Right. I mean, don't forget, Donald Trump, whenever he fought a CNN meme outside of a wrestling ring, the World Wrestling Federation, and he bashed the CNN meme mm-hmm. or the symbol logo down on the ground, he was basically causing violence against journalists. <laughs> so, it, I mean, we are led by a bunch of babies. Mm-hmm. unwilling to take personal responsibility. Um, all right, we've got we to take a quick break. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Tommy John. So, uh, look, don't make your loved ones face the dead of winter in old T-shirts and <clears throat> ancient ratty underwear. you got to help them fight cold with Cozy. Give them the gift of Tommy John. Uh, trust me when I tell you I know personally Tommy John is the most comfortable, comfortable thing you will ever put on your body. Um, they've got something for everyone there. They've got men's stuff. They've got men's underwear. They've got men's loungewear. They've got men's pajamas. They've got women's bralettes. They've got women's underwear. They've got women's pajamas. They've got women's loungewear. And all of it is so freaking soft. You are going to be so comfortable. And, you know, I mean, it really does. It just puts you in just the right mood to spend time with your in-laws over the holidays. You can shop Tommy John's Wrap It Up sale right now. Give the gift of comfort to everyone on your list, including yourself, with brand new Tommy John underwear, loungewear, 
and pajamas. Uh, they, by the way, they have a uh, you know best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee. So you got nothing to lose. You can go to TommyJohn.com/slash why. You can get up to thirty percent, oh thirty percent off of everything right now. Order now so your gifts arrive before the holidays over at TommyJohn.com/slash why. See site for details. Last night, Tucker Carlson played a clip of Tara Reid on an upcoming episode of his podcast. And uh, Reid spoke about Joe Biden sexually assaulting her when she worked for him in the 90s. Here's some of that. He had me up against a wall and he penetrated me with his fingers against my will. And I, um, you know, it was it wasn't just the assault, though. Um, It was it was everything to do with here I am this young staffer and he did this and then I made him angry when it happened um he at first was like come on man I heard you liked me and I you know I froze and then he said he got angry and that's when he smiled you know that smile and that's what was really jarring and then he said he pointed his finger in my face and he said you're nothing. I mean, the idea that someone wow. can come forward again. I mean, we live in the age where all you have to do is make an accusation with absolutely no evidence to back it up. Um, I believe that she has called for certain evidence to be uncovered. And so far, they have blocked that from happening. But, you know, if you're on the left, you can make an accusation with absolutely no evidence to back it up. Take Brett Kavanaugh, for instance. Right. Like he. We're supposed to believe that he was involved in some big gang rape of all of these, you know, a gang rape train, a gang rape club uh, when he was in high school. Mm -hmm. And you want to ruin the man's life over it. And somehow we make a guy president who has someone willing to go on national television and say what he did to her, which is, you know, I'm sure not a very comfortable thing to do. Well. And you listen to the testimony of Christine Blasey Ford. I mean, I don't know if that woman, I don't know what she was on, nerve relaxers, whatever. But it I mean, seemed you, like they had her on yeah. several different things. Yeah, so if you if you watch that and you listen to kind of the hazy recollection of this retelling of the story, Tara Reid's very clear in right. what happened. I mean, right. she's been very consistent in that story. So uh, the problem there, again, the, the story was swept under the rug. I mean, this is a... You know, whether it's a Juanita Broderick with Bill Clinton or, or whoever it may be. I mean, you have these women who are very specific in their stories, mm-hmm. you know. If this had been, again, if this had been a Trump family member or Donald Trump himself, this would have been, they would have, they were, they would still be talking about it just like his, mm-hmm. you know, uh, deal with his hot mic deal. You know, mm-hmm. grab them by mm-hmm. the whatever. They'd yeah, I mean, Joe Biden literally yeah. did. Yeah. He literally just did. That is what he right. did. He wasn't talking about it. This is the accusation is that he actually did. And we're just supposed to just sweep it under the rug and pretend like we never heard it. Yeah. She apparently told her mom too back then mm-hmm. and her best friend. So it's not like we waited 30 years to hear any part of the story. Right. She told people right away and has been consistent ever since. I mean, if this was Again, anybody else, uh, they would be out of politics. Mm -hmm. But because it's Joe Biden, he gets all the coverage. He gets all the all the cover from the media that uh, that that he needs to uh, avoid paying any price for this. Because what happened to the Hillary Clintons of the world that these women Mm -hmm. should be believed? Right. 
Right, it's the not that they're, we should take them seriously. They should be believed mm-hmm. unless they're accusing a Democrat. <laughs> right. Then right. all bets are off. Yeah. Listen, the whole Me Too movement thing went out the window when they gave Bruce Jenner Woman of the Year. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, the pink hats have suddenly disappeared mm-hmm. in all of this stuff. I mean, yeah. again, this, these are these are this are far more clear. You, you, what you had the Matt Lowers of the world. I mean, everybody. I mean, everybody was accused. Mm-hmm. Everybody's had to. Mm-hmm. defend themselves in some form or fashion because again the vocabulary was out there you know and like you said the believe all women thing and now it's a that's that's a non-starter anymore if you're dealing with a democrat mm-hmm. yeah it is really sad um to to see happen i want to uh, i want to switch gears here to uh the respect for marriage act this was signed today at the white house are you guys excited Yay! Mm -hmm. We're so excited Mm -hmm. that uh, the Respect for Marriage Act was codified and signed. And uh, Joe Biden invited Marty Gould Cummings, this is a non-binary drag queen, to attend (laughs) this ceremony today. Uh, He thanked Uh. the, the drag queen, he thanked President Biden for the invite on Twitter, writing, to be a non-binary drag activist invited to the White House is something I never imagined would happen. Thank you, President and Dr. Biden, for inviting me to this historic bill signing. Grateful doesn't begin to express the emotions I feel. And, uh, you know, of course, we've got photos of this drag queen. Um, In the bottom one, you can see his legs are spread wide open right in front of a child. So, um, you know, I do think that they had it right when they call him, uh, well, he called himself a drag activist. The term activist should clue you in that they do actually, it's not just a drag queen wanting to just do her, oh, his, his own thing. This is an activist who is uh, very, very, very um, determined to change the culture and knows that the only way to do that is to take a hold of your children, which he's taking to a completely different level in that picture. I don't know when we started giving platform and voice to the fringiest and cringiest among our society, but culture is in such a devolution at this point. You know, look, we didn't care about your drag shows. You could go out Mm -hmm. and had your party and had your circus done whatever you wanted to do in the confines of your adult environment. But now you wanted to drag children into your BS and, and you are upset that we are consistently calling you out on this. We don't understand you know, we're just trying to say, you know, what are your motives? Why are you doing this? Why is it? And, and, and don't use inclusion and acceptance and all of this stuff because you're not interested in that mm-hmm. at all. You're trying to normalize mm-hmm. something. You're trying to launder it. You're trying to, you know, clean it up to the point where it becomes normalized in society. You even laugh at it. And so you throw it out there like it's some form of normal behavior. And it's not. Yeah. It's not. So maybe Dr. Biden can analyze your head while you're at the White House and see what's going on in there. Oh, that's right. She's not. A real doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember when Michelle Obama said we're gonna we need to change our history, we need to change our Mm. traditions, we need to change our culture, we need to change our conversation? Well, they've done all that now. They've they've done all of that, and I don't think at the time anybody would have conceived of them coming after our kids, but that's exactly what they did. They came right to our kids, and it has shocked us out of our minds and. They act as if it's the most natural thing in the world. That is that that really is. It's something you know. I, I go to these events to expose them all the time, 
And it is something that really is so jarring to me that I can't, I can't get mm -hmm. over is that you can show someone the same video that, of, that I watched happen in real time of a child watching a, a grown man gyrate in front of them yeah. with sexually explicit music yeah. playing and they look at that same footage and they'll tell you, yeah. that's not sexual. Not only that, they haven't come up and touch him. Right. We just had video on my show earlier this week where they have five-year-olds coming mm -hmm. up and touching their bodies, their fake breasts, mm -hmm. their stomachs. That's absolutely sexualizing this event. Uh, you're not just reading stories to them at that point. Mm -hmm. You're having physical contact. Right. It's sick. It's uh, illegal. It's yeah. criminal what's going on. Yeah, I mean, like, do that to my kid and find out what happens. Oh, yeah. You definitely don't want to do that. And to think that there are actual parents who are out there allowing it, allowing it encouraging Encourage. it, mm -hmm. welcoming it is just, it's like, guys, we've, we're past the point of Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, let me just tell you, Texas legislature, if you don't <clears throat> make it clear that that is child abuse and, and ban it from happening, I'm coming for you. Chad? Then they'll say prosecute Sarah. We'll be up there talking about, oh, that, you're, you're threatening That's harm. Dangerous. That's dangerous. That is dangerous for Sarah. <laughs> but I, I got a feeling you could hold your own. Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about I it. You I brought my razor? <laughs> yeah, I'm not worried about it. We call them shanks where I'm from. All right. I'll bring my shank. Um, uh, really quick, before we have to go to break, I want to play uh, a Biden gaffe earlier today. He, uh, he said, he's like, hey, yeah, I'll take questions. And he's like, actually, I won't take any questions much. They always do very well. We just have to keep going. I know we can get this done. God bless you all. And may God protect our troops. And I'll take questions. I, I'm going to be seeing you all a little later this afternoon. I'm not taking any questions right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <Yeah. laughs> he changed his mind that quickly. Pretty fast. Uh, I take questions now. I won't take any questions. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Hello, good night. That that's was a Fetterman. What, that's what I was thinking. Oh, someone needs to do a mashup of the two of them basically saying oh, the same man. things, but not. Uh, I, I, what is there to say there on that? I mean, this guy. Pray. He's gone. Done. Ah, I'm God. glad he's not in charge. <laughs> you know? Oh, wait about that. Um, all right. We, uh, when we come back, let's talk about the Cambridge Dictionary adding inclusive definitions of man and woman. Cambridge Dictionary recently updated its definitions of man and woman, of course, to be more inclusive because now definitions need to be inclusive. The definition of man in the online version now includes a second meaning. It says, an adult who lives and identifies as male, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. I love that. So, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. I guess that's to insinuate that it was just an accident. It was a mistake that they gave them a different sex at birth. Uh, the example sentences alongside the definition include, Mark is a trans man, a man who was said to be female when they were born, and uh, their doctor encouraged them to live as a man for a while before undergoing surgical transition. The definition of woman, of course, includes a second definition that similarly reads, an adult who lives and identifies as female, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. Uh, the, the, the sentences, the example sentences are just the same. She was the first trans woman elected to a national office. Mary is a woman who was assigned male 
at birth. They also, by the way, the dictionary uh, offers an interesting explanation of the term gender. It says, a group of people in a society who share particular qualities or ways of behaving which that society associates with being male, female, or another identity. And the example is the gender that you identify with isn't always the same as your biological sex. Oh, by the way, they added the personal pronoun Z to the dictionary. So we can pack it all in and go home, folks. Let's just spurn the Look, whole thing I said to the 30 years ago, I said 30 years ago, the, the, the community, whatever you want to fill in the blank, whatever that community is, n no community out there is ever after equality. They're not. They want control. The issue is always about control. If it's the mm -hmm. LGBT whatever community, they're not about equality. They mm -hmm. want control. The way they're going to get control is by controlling the language. So even using that little narrative of saying the first trans man ever elected to national office, just throwing that in as an example right there, it's just showing you where they're headed so that you'll get used to hearing this mm -hmm. in the world of politics and culture that this person is now running things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the issue there when it talks about until they can you know, get a gender reassignment assignment or whatever surgically again you're taking people who have a mental health issue and now you're going to give them a physical health issue to go along with it and the younger the better according to these people so we're living i mean how long does this go on i mean is this a generational thing is it how long does this happen because this house of cards is going to fall and it's going to destroy a lot of people yeah, I mean, really, how long does it happen? Because, because again, there's people out there who are pushing this ideology who aren't dealing with a, a, a gender dysphoria. Mm. They're, 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 push, they're using these people mm -hmm. as a pawn in the game. Right. And they're going to destroy these people's lives in order, in order to make their narrative work. Yeah. Yeah. Pat. And it has to collapse, yep. uh, Jeb, because... It's not based in truth. It's not based in reality. Right. It's not based in science. They used to call us the science deniers. deniers? <laughs> oh my gosh. They deny every kind of science, every kind of biology. They don't, have, they don't live in reality yeah. at all. When you have a nominated Supreme Court justice sit there and tell a U.S. senator, yeah, I can't define women. I'm not a biologist. <laughs> I mean, we've come really far, really fast. We've gone down this hill so quickly in such a sh such a short amount of time. It was 2013, I believe, when the AMA considered it a dysphoria, when they considered it a mental illness. Mm -hmm. And now you dare not say that or you can be canceled. But it is a mental illness. They've always dealt with it as such until the last seven or eight years. Mm -hmm. And it, just because we're calling it something else doesn't it? doesn't make it something else now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's still a problem. I, um, I'm hopeful uh, that the pendulum is going to swing back the other way. I hope it has so. To. It, it has to. The spring well, will break. I mean, it's, it's wound mm -hmm. too, way too tight. Well, right. And, I mean, you have, I, we've seen it in the UK previously. Um, there was a lawsuit, a it's like a class action lawsuit filed against the largest gender clinic in the UK with mm. all of these patients saying, you guys rushed into this and you didn't explain things properly to us and we're yeah. suing you. You're, we're seeing it now here stateside with, you know, people like Chloe Cole, who detransitioned, who was a minor, and they advised that she chop her breasts off as a minor, and they yeah. pushed all of these things on her that are going to be, you know, irreversible. And they told her parents, uh, she's going to kill herself if you don't affirm this and, and mm. follow through with all of these irreversible things. And she never said that. She never said it. 
And they're pushing all of this. I mean, we've heard so many heartbreaking stories from these detransitioners. And, you know, you got to believe the more of them that speak up and speak out and do things like what Chloe Cole did, which was file a lawsuit. The more that that happens, I'm not saying that they're going to fix the the mind of these uh, doctors, doctors, uh, people in the medical community who are just beyond sick. I'm not saying they're going to fix their minds. What I'm saying is if you hit them in the pocketbook, yeah. They'll stop. I don't think I, I, I still think they'll be horrible, perverted people. But if the hospital goes, OK, we either stop doing this or we're going to get sued again and go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. What are they going to pick? Well, we have a Navy SEAL right now. Did, did yeah. you see yeah. that story? Yes. This week? Yeah, yeah, we Navy played it yesterday. SEAL who mm-hmm. struggled with this and was in a bad way, he said, yeah. for a while. And so he went ahead and got the pure, the blockers, the hormone uh, transition and and for a couple of years, he went down that road and then he really regretted it. Mm-hmm. And then he stopped all of that and went back the other way. But what kind of damage has been done in the meantime? Right. Who, who knows? And at least he's an adult. They're right. doing this to to kids who are who are hitting puberty. Mm-hmm. We don't have any idea how bad that's going to be down the road for them. Yeah. Well, yeah. The studies are already coming out saying that they're go- they will be infertile. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, just dad alone. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm hopeful that, that the more of these people come out, which they are, because they don't like what's being done to them, mm-hmm. uh, the pendulum will start to swing back the other way. I want to I wanna get to you on the topic of this. I want to get to the beautiful, very feminine uh, <laughs> Sam Brinton, who, of course, is the Biden administration official who uh, had an arrest warrant issued <clears throat> uh, for grand larceny with a value <laughs> between 12... $1,205,000 for allegedly stealing luggage from Harry Reid International Airport. Um, investigators said <clears throat> that uh, a white male adult wearing a white T-shirt with a large rainbow-colored atomic nuclear symbol design was seen on security footage taking the woman's bag before leaving the airport. This was, of course, after he stole the other woman's luggage, allegedly, of course, even though we have it on security camera. Uh, and initially he denied that he did it and then called back and was like, hey, I'm not being completely honest. Well, I didn't think it would happen. I'm going to have to eat my words on this. Actually, I won't eat my words on this. Um, he was fired. I'll say that. He was only fired after the second. Right. The second theft. Mm-hmm. He was fired. I said after the first theft, I don't think that that he will have any sort of like they're going to put him on leave and then they're going to quietly bring him back and he will have no repercussions for this in the Biden administration. And um, because, you know, I mean, once you bring in a man and let him, you know, wear lipstick and dresses and heels and pretend (laughs) we all pretend like he's actually a woman when he's not. Once you put that person in your department of nuclear energy, all bets are off the table, I feel so. I was actually about to eat my words. I'm not going to because they did not fire him after the first one. It was only after the second one and there was the the warrant for grand larceny. This is a perfect example of having beer budget and a champagne taste. He has a thing for women's (laughs) clothes and he can't afford them, so he's stealing people's bags. He's taking it home to see what's in there. It's like an Easter egg. (laughs) He's finding a good bag. He's stealing it from the airport and he's taking it home. And he's Matt Damon with lipstick and he's he's a little (laughs) klepto for fashion. He is. Golly, I cannot unsee that at this point. (laughs) He looks like Matt Damon. This is what happens when Jason Bourne's transition. (laughs) You know, we've we've uncovered a lot of things that he's done. He has a lot of kinks. He doesn't he doesn't need this kink of like, I want to steal other women's well, women's luggage and clothing. Yeah. uh, And you're right. They waited for the second time. Yeah. Um, How many times? How many more times has there been? I I bet I bet these are not the only two times he's done it. No, because you don't just start stealing 
$2,500 bags, the spur of the moment. Oh, yeah, I think I'm going to start stealing stuff uh, from this carousel. He's done it a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. I, I love that the first one, his excuse was like, oh, I thought it was my bag. And they're right. like, oh, sir, we have you on video taking the luggage tag and, and like <laughs> and, you, and you it. didn't check a bag. Right, right. How did you think this was going to play out? Boy, but the Biden administration is hiring the brightest mm-hmm. out over there. Nothing to worry about. Uh, also, don't worry about who's in charge of the nuclear codes. That's we, We're not going to talk about that. Um, we've got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. Former FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried was arrested last night by authorities in the Bahamas after they received word from U.S. officials that charges had been filed against him and that the U.S. would soon seek extradition. He is facing charges of wire fraud, wire fraud conspiracy, securities fraud, uh, securities fraud conspiracy, and money laundering. The charges are contained in a sealed indictment from the prosecutors for the Southern District of New York. And uh, Reuters reported that the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, has also authorized charges against Bankman Freed. Now, this is going to be a very interesting case as it plays out. I feel like it might be very similar to two totally, completely different subjects and charges, but maybe similar to the Ghislaine Maxwell, you know, uh, trial where we were like, oh, good, we're going to get to finally see all of this information that we really, the public really needs to know is going to come to light on who these bad actors were, who these people were that were associated heavily with Jeffrey Epstein. It never came to that because the judge seemed to protect and block all of those measures from coming out. You got to wonder if that's going to be the same here with Sam Bankman-Fried, because certainly the accusations are that, you know, as he's funneling the money to Ukraine where they're going to take it and they're going to funnel it right back to uh, the Democrat Party, the DNC. Pretty heavy accusations that you would think they would want to make sure to clear and make sure that it is transparent to the American public. Somehow, I doubt that that will happen. I don't know. Maybe I'm cynical. Remember what I said earlier about filling in those gaps? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the problem. There's going to be a gap in the uh, there's going to be a there's going to be a gap in the camera at about two a.m. in the, in the jail because <laughs> it's going to go from about two to two thirty-five. So the camera's just going to go blank. Nothing's going to be recorded. And you know, you know how Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Mm. <laughs> Neither did this dude. Bankman Freed didn't kill himself. <laughs> what an amazing coincidence that would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's time right? to check those cameras right now. Yeah. Just or, make or, sure they're in working order. Or suddenly, you know, you know, the Ukrainian <laughs> gang there in the uh, prison. You know the Ukrainian mm-hmm. mafia that's that's in the whatever because mm-hmm. every nationality is represented in prison so I hear <laughs> I mean I did my nickel in Huntsville I don't know <laughs> but uh, yeah maybe he gets a uh, what would you call it a shank what yes, is it you kids in the East Texas streets call a it shank, a shank that's not East Texas <laughs> <laughs> And again, um, if this was a Republican donor, the right. second largest oh, yeah. donor in the Republican Party, can you imagine what the media would be making out of this? That perhaps they don't he would even have care about it. Not gotten to the Bahamas, maybe. Yeah, right. Or he would have been immediately arrested mm-hmm. in the Bahamas, mm-hmm. and he would have already been extradited. Oh, yeah. But they don't care. They don't give a rat's anus about this. Yeah, they couldn't care less. <laughs> well, I mean, I would say they do care to the extent that they want to cover their own. Business and well, tracks, yeah, right? Yeah. He's and got a, there's a lot of information locked away in that yeah. fuzzy head. And once he gets to America, you, you do want to keep track of where the Clintons are at all times. Yeah. yeah. All <laughs> times. That guy commit suicide, <laughs> shoot himself twice in the head. Yeah. Drag himself across the street to the park. Yeah, we've seen that before. 
Um, I want to I want to uh, to switch gears here and talk about uh, Kathy Hochul, New York Governor Love Kathy her. Hochul. Oh, she mm. is the best. Well, she announced she is launching a special unit to prevent hate and bias as part of what her office is calling an early warning detection system in communities. This new task force force comes in conjunction with over $100 million that the state has allocated to hate crime prevention. And uh, effective immediately, the New York State Division of Human Rights will launch the Hate and Bias Prevention Unit, which will lead public outreach efforts and responses to communities where uh, they determine hate has occurred. Um, And the councils will provide services such as organizing, educational programming, conflict resolution training, and a method for filing complaints. They will also have a rapid response team to respond to hate incidents in the community. And it will, of course, as you guys would guess, will promote acceptance, inclusion, tolerance, and understanding (laughs) of diversity. Mm-hmm. And consulting with school districts, community organizations, local governments, and more. Um, I, I would love to know what what is a hate incident. You remember the, the old movie Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone, and uh, you know they put him in a cryogenic freeze, and then he comes out, and the world has changed, and. The bad guy, Wesley Snipes, you know, he, every time he cusses, there's a computer in the sky somewhere that says, you have a new, mm-hmm. you know, and it prints off a little detention slip or whatever, and mm-hmm. he just starts cussing the thing, so it just starts spitting them out. That's what I want to do. Like, I just hate everybody <laughs> at this point. I, you want to pick me up. I, I'll give you the address. Come pick me up. Put me in the cuffs, because I'll just go ahead and say it. I hate them all. <laughs> That was a hate incident. Uh, It was a hate incident. So that's what a hate incident is. Like, if I say Kathy Hochul has teeth that look like Bugs Bunny, (laughs) and she does... That's a hate incident. That's a hate incident. I'm calling up the rapid response team right now. I'm so sick and tired. I I think we all are of the hate bullcrap. I mean... What? Who gets to define what is hate and what is not? And by the way, hate is protected speech. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Exactly. threatening speech that's not protected. You mm-hmm. can't like I can't say I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill Chad Prather, right? Um, and and get away with it because it's a terroristic threat. We can't do that kind of stuff. I can't say I hate Chad Prather's guts, mm-hmm. and. It's not nice, and nobody likes to hear it, and I pro- I'm not a very nice person for saying that, but I can say it in America. Mm-hmm. We've got to get back to that, because if you don't protect hate speech, what's the point of the First Amendment? Yeah. There is no point, because right. you don't have to protect nice speech. Right. Yeah. Love speech doesn't have to be protected. Mm-hmm. Nobody objects to it. Yeah, I almost I just had a little vision of Pat Gray getting out of the shower in the morning, combing his hair, going, "I hate Chad Prather." Just looking <laughs> in the mirror. <laughs> I know. I heard him say that. I'm like, who among us hasn't said the words? Yeah, I, right, hate I hate Chad, Chad Prather. There's a lot. Get like that a lot. yokel dude, whatever his name was. They fired from Twitter. Yeah. 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 No, it's just like. <laughs> I mean, Trust and safety, Pat. Well, it keeps saying like it, they're they're going to launch in these communities that need it with these hate incidents. It's like, what community doesn't have hate? It's yeah. all over the community. You're not going to eliminate. I wish we could eliminate hate from this nice. world, but we're not going to. Especially in New York. Right. Mm-hmm. They're all really mean. Yeah. So <clears throat> it just is fascinating. Like that if you honk your horn, if you're a taxi driver and you honk your horn in Manhattan, is that a hate incident? Right. I mean, well, you that's. You cuss a guy, get out of the way! And it's like, well, hate who, incident. 
who all is a protected class here? Because I have a, an idea, a sneaking suspicion that if a white man gets attacked by a bunch of black people, they're not gonna they're not that's gonna not call hate. that a hate incident. No, that's not hate. But you do it in reverse, and it's gonna make the news, and the guy's gonna mm-hmm. you know gonna definitely definitely uh, see their time yeah. you know behind bars. It's not a hate incident. That's wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. right, exactly. All right, we gotta take a quick break. We'll be right back. Shouldn't have been here, homie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The objective New York Times named the most stylish people hmm. of 2022 and of course included people like Ayanna Presley and John Fetterman. Divorce from reality. John, what? John Fetterman right there. Yes, in his beautiful, gorgeous. Oh, look at that. Just the hoodie. That's a styling it's the hoodie. the hoodie with the shorts combination <laughs> and the black high tops. That, that's, what are the that's 93 most stylish people in America right there? <laughs> Right there. So That's sad. Great. But it's, just, it's not at all political, though. No. It's not at all political. I mean, other figures who made it to the list include Again, they're Ketanji. normalizing. Uh, yes. Mediocrity. Right. Weirdness. Goiters Unpro- growing out the back of your neck. <laughs> That's his twin brother. It hasn't <laughs> it? been birthed. <laughs> um, Ketanji Brown-Jackson, uh, they goiter. said she has statement necklaces. And New York Mayor Eric Adams, uh, selected for his impeccably tailored suits and referred to as the party mayor so mm. i wow Jeez. when we are when we are naming john fetterman to uh <laughs> most stylish people of 2022 i think we've jumped the shark uh here this year and i wish that that yep. was just that, that was it and i just want to sleep until the new year <laughs> not that this it's I'm not like, gonna be any better that's, I'm like, not that that's gonna be any better Maybe i'm, I'm talking worse. as if it's not going to be worse mm-hmm. but i mean while it is worse at least you can uh, laugh with us about it here on the news and why it matters we appreciate you watching chad braither pat gray thanks for being here we'll see you guys tomorrow stream and subscribe to more blaze media content at the blaze.com slash podcasts